Good morning, everybody, and welcome to episode 196 of the Ask the Coach show, where ping skills helps you improve your table tennis. 196 is the difference of two square numbers, 50 squared minus 48 squared. In the show, we'll take a look at how to correct bad form in your strokes, varying your serves, fitness in table tennis, and when to upgrade from Mark 5 plus much more. I'm Jeff Plum, and as always, Supercoach Alois Rosario is here with me to answer your questions. Welcome, Alois. Morning, Jeff, and uh, it is the uh, start of summer officially in Australia. First of December. Yep. Excellent. First of December. That's great. Now, Alois, show 196 today. It's a lot of shows. If I'm being honest, yesterday wasn't our best show ever. But I think today is going to be a real cracker of a show. Uh, definitely will. Definitely will. Um, it's, uh, I, I can feel it. I can feel it, Jeffrey. Yep. And what better way to kick it off than on this day in history? What happened on the 1st of December? Yeah. Interestingly, the, the planets aligned in 1997 and maybe the planets are aligning for us today. Maybe. What does that even mean, the planets align? Just... <laughs> they were all in a straight line, you know, like... The, 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 in uh, 1997, that's incredible. That is 19... actually interesting. Yeah, of course it is. It's my on-this-day fact. Of course it's interesting, yeah. <laughs> that is fantastic. Now, um, I want to have a look at yesterday's Ping Skillers question of the day, which was, who is the most famous person that you share a birthday with besides yourself? Yes. And uh, we had quite a few responses and a few famous people. Um, Tim Stevens uh, put a picture of a very scary Linda Blair on there. Um, uh, Alan said Indira Gandhi, former um, Indian Prime Minister. Austin Fox said Napoleon Bonaparte. Wow. and Ankush was Martin Scorsese. Thomas was Neil Armstrong. And Gay Glanville was David Bowie and Elvis Presley, two famous people in the uh, in the music world, both on the same day. I wonder what day that was. And Dana said, hard to choose, Raquel Welsh, Michael Keaton, Jack Daniel, Bob Newhart, but I'd have to say Freddie Mercury, whom I saw perform at Wembley Stadium back in 82. So lots of uh, lots of famous people. And Kit shares a birthday with Marie Curie. What about you, Jeff? Well, well, you know, I think I should have been a cricketer because I share a birthday with the um, famous Richie Benno, who was an Australian captain and long-time commentator. So people from Australia and England will definitely know him. And another famous cricketer, Tony Gregg. So, right. yeah, I think I should have played cricket a bit more, Alois. Yes, and maybe I missed my calling because mine was Bjorn Borg. Is that right? Yes. Uh, yes, uh, and uh, always looked up to Bjorn Borg. He was such a great sportsman um, and apparently had a little bit of history in table tennis prior to his uh, tennis. And we all know they used to call him the Iceman, you know, like he was so cool out on the tennis court. But apparently when he was young, um, as a t- table tennis player, had a bit of a temper. So there you go. Well, that is interesting. Um, 
you, when you mentioned that, it reminded me of Roger Federer. Apparently, when he was young, he had quite the temper too. And now, yeah. yeah. It's interesting how these people can uh, change things around. And I wonder what the triggers were, you know, to to get these, um, you know, impetuous kids to uh, to turn around. And, uh, yeah, um, would be interesting to find out. Yes, certainly would. Certainly would. We'll have to investigate that one day. And it's a good topic for discussion in the future, Alois. Indeed. Now, it is Technique Tuesday, Alois. And today we're going to be talking about Correcting your technique. Tell us a bit about this topic. Yeah, so um, in our video uh, we did quite a while ago on um, uh, correcting technique, the the one thing we talk about is um, rather than trying to correct a technique, is to start a new technique. So, okay, so if you if you got a forehand and you just seem to be coming across rather than finishing up high, something like that, for example. Yeah, that's a, that's a good example. Um, rather than thinking about, okay, I've got to try to change this, change this, think about, okay, I'm going to learn a completely new stroke. Today I'm going to learn the forehand above the head. Um, so um, instead of then trying to scratch out an old technique and old memories, you're now creating new memories and new tech and a new technique. And it's um, it's interesting that, that just that change in thinking in your head can free you up a bit and also make it a little bit easier to learn. Um, it's an interesting one, interesting psychological one. Um, have I've tried it. It works really well. So um, so the next time you're trying to think about, oh, I've got to change my forehand or I've got to change my backhand, rather than that, think, okay, today I'm going to learn a new backhand or I'm going to learn a new forehand. It just freshens yeah. up the mind. Yeah, and it makes a lot of sense because... I've also heard, like, if you want to break a habit, say you do something that you don't want to do, say you're a smoker and you want to stop smoking, they say rather than just stopping that habit, you're better off replacing it with a new habit. So instead of, you know, every time you want to get a cigarette, maybe you replace it with, oh, I'm going to go get a drink of water. And I guess it's kind of similar here. Rather than trying to fix something here, just replace it with a new stroke. So it kind of makes sense. And the other thing that this reminds me of alloys is sometimes people don't know when they've got bad technique so i think especially these days with mobile phones that have cameras on them a really good way to find out is to film yourself playing and watch yourself yeah it it really is uh, because often the perception and the reality are quite different so you might perceive that you're doing your stroke and it looks like this but in fact it looks like this so um, and I, I find that a lot when um, when I'm coaching players, uh, when I ask them where they think that they've finished with their stroke or or where they have their legs or whatever, um, often the the perception is quite different to the reality. So so it's yeah. by yeah by um, getting the video of yourself, yeah, you you get a little bit uh, well, you get a much better um, idea of what what is what is actually happening. Exactly. And I've seen people often will do some shadow plays just in between points where they'll finish in quite a good position, but then in the heat of the point, they'll just finish not in the correct position. So yeah, videoing yourself, great way to um, to find out where you need to improve your technique and then yeah. follow this correcting errors technique to learn a new technique and get the shot right. 
Absolutely. And um, and for, for our premium members, you know that um, uh, you can send in a video of yourself playing. So you might uh, video your, your, your technique and just send it in to us um, and we can have a look at it, give you a little bit of feedback on, on ways that uh, you can perhaps improve that even more. Yeah, exactly. So if you're looking to improve your table tennis, think about the Ping Skills Premium Membership. Um, you can check it all out at pingskills.com. And as Aloy said, send in some videos of you doing the basic strokes so we can help you fix those. And then also there's some good challenges that we have in the Serving Secrets course. It might be worth filming yourself doing some of those challenges so we can see how to improve your serve as well. But yeah, lots of benefit. There's much more. Check out all the features at pingskills.com to become a premium member. All right, Alois, um, I want to talk a little bit about the Rio test event. We had a ping skiller attend the event and send us an email. What did he have to say about the Rio test event? Yeah, it was um, it was good to good to get some really um, personal feedback on what actually happened there. Um, so Lucas um, attended the event and um, he said the event was amazing. He said the setup was really good. And even though players were a bit in doubt about the new green tables and floor, all of them said they liked it. And uh, the colour and lights didn't bother the playing. So that's interesting. I had the opportunity, he, um, Lucas said he had the opportunity to talk to some of the players after the event and asked all of them about these things, all of them having the same opinion. So, um, so there you go. So that's um, that's some good feedback uh, from Lucas, who actually went to the event. You know, for me, um, the um, the first picture of it looked whoa, like you know, that, that's a lot of green. But it, uh, but uh, I think Brazil is looking for the green um, of uh, their their um, their country to to be reflected in uh, in what's happening on the table there. They certainly are, and uh, good for Lucas to meet some of the players. I think he said he met Paul Drinkle, or or maybe he just watched Paul Drinkle. Yeah, he said uh, Drinkle was a highlight. Um, uh, Paul Drinkle ended up winning the um, the gold medal in the men's singles, uh, which was a great result for Drinkle. Um, so yeah, um, excellent. Yeah, been good. And, yeah, and just, just and just by the way, Jeff, like Drinkle winning the the Rio Test event and. And England, or not England, um, um, Great Britain winning the uh, Davis Cup yesterday. And uh, who's, who's the boxing guy that just won the world title? You know, like th- these 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 Brits are doing all right. They're on a roll. They are. Yes. They are. And putting, putting us Aussies to shame. That's right. Um, we did beat them in the World Cup, I think. Or we didn't even, or we went further than them in the World Cup rugby. Um, tournament oh, recently. Right. Yes. That's the only yeah. thing I can come up with. Yeah, that'll 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 do yeah. for now. <laughs> Indeed. All right. Um, moving on, Alois, to the Pink Seals question of the day, which is related to that Rio test event, because as you mentioned, they changed the color of the floors. So the Pink Skillers question of the day is: What is the best color combination for the table for the flooring? And for the ball. So as always, jump onto our Facebook page at facebook.com slash pingskills and leave a comment or jump onto the blog at pingskills.com. What is the best colour combination for the table, the flooring and the ball? Love to hear your thoughts. 
All right. Now, the World Junior Championships are still going, Alloys. Any updates? Yeah, so there have been some interesting interesting results. So we're now into the um, into the main draw of both the boys and the girls' teams' events. But um, interestingly, the U.S. doing very well. So um, in the junior boys, the, the U.S., they, um, they just missed out on qualifying for the main draw, but now they're in the um, 13 to 20 final. So they'll be playing... Uh, Belgium in yeah so they had a bit of an upset win over Italy beating them 3-1 um, and will shape up against uh, Belgium and the girls um, qualified for the um, for the main for the main draw um, so they are let me just have a look yeah so they're in, they're in the main draw now which is uh, which is fantastic for for the girls and they they had some um, the, an upset win. In the first match, or well, actually, they've, they've, they've just come up now, the results. So they've actually won their group. Um, so they beat Russia and Belarus. Um, so now they will enter the semi-final stage. So that's a huge result for the US girls. Wow, that's, that's exciting, isn't it? And, yeah, good for the girls and the boys doing well, finishing, you know, in that 13 to 24 range. Excellent. Yeah, and they've got... So brother and sister... Um, combination of of the jahas um who uh, who are both doing well and in the girls so crystal wang led off against belarus and won three two um a jaha beat uh, uh nikachanka from belarus three one and then amy wang finished it all off with a three nil victory so um yeah re- that's a that's a really big result and that one just coming through now so they uh They've uh, won their group in the in the main draw, the US girls. Excellent. Well, everyone, jump on to the ITTF website, click on ITTV, and you'll be able to watch some of these uh, World Junior Championships. Um, yeah, it's great to see these young up and coming players. So yeah, check it out. And it's um, it, it's interesting. You're just watching some of the the matches yesterday. It, it's almost better for the club player to watch some of these guys it's almost at a at a believable level i suppose um when you when you're watching the younger players play so yeah you get on and just have a look it's um it's a little bit more um i suppose down to earth you know so they're making some mistakes that that you and i might might feel a, 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 that uh, that you can make um so yeah get on there and have a look indeed all right, let's uh, move on to the questions. And Victory has jumped on live on the show and asked a few questions, Alloys. So we'll just go through some of these. Um, Victor says, do you know a tip against a player with really good serves? The guy does a serve which goes down like backspin but goes up and side like a topspin side spin. I can't see how it can go up and down, Alloys. But anyway, he says, I can't see what spins on the ball. And when I try and attack it, it goes into the net. Okay, so victory. If the ball's going in the net, it has backspin. So um, try to ignore all of that that he's doing with the serve. Focus really hard on the contact point. So focus hard on when he's actually contacting the ball, what the bat is doing. So he can do this before and he can do this after. But this is the important part. And if the ball's going into the net when you hit it, it's got backspin. So you need to adjust. You need to tilt your bat backwards more or you need to lift the ball up more with topspin. So remember, when people serve to you, they can't possibly 
put backspin and topspin on the same serve. So you just need to watch that contact, watch which one they have actually done at that time. Excellent advice. Excellent. All right, good luck with that, Brock. Um, or Brock is alias is Victory. Um, he also asked a couple of questions. How many languages can you speak and can you speak Swedish? Um, I can speak one language, English, and I know hello in a few, ni hao, um, konnichiwa, but that's about it, Alois, not very uh, proficient in languages. What about yourself? Uh, hey, uh, Sverige. Yeah. Tak. <laughs> very uh, good. No. Um, <laughs> One language, and and it's and it's it's interesting, isn't it? Um, English speakers or predominant in English speakers tend to be a bit lazy and tend to only learn one language. Um, so yeah, one language for me, which is it's sad, and it and it's and it's um, I, I get really jealous when I go to Europe, and the Europeans is like they've got you know three languages as, as a minimum, so they. They'll have English, they'll have their their national language, and they'll have perhaps German or French. Um, you know, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's impressive, isn't it? I, when you see players interviewed, uh, they can often speak multiple languages. Um, yeah, I think you're right. It, being an English speaker, we do get pretty lazy in that regard. Yes. All right. Um and his other question, Alois, is how would you list the top 10 best or greatest table tennis players from the start till now? Well, that's a big question. That is a big question. That may, may be something we'll put up as uh, on our Facebook page and people can uh, can comment on that. You know, give us give us their, their top 10. That'll take a bit of thinking, though, guys. It will. Maybe that can be a ping skills question of the day even. <laughs> yeah. Or just a Facebook post. All right. Well, good I question. Reckon, I reckon. I reckon it is our tomorrow's ping skillers question of the day. There you go, yeah. Brocky. Good Keep one, Brocky. All right. Next question is from Nishant, who says, "My best serve is the reverse pendulum serve with backspin, but after a while, my opponent starts lifting it on. So do I? So I do the reverse pendulum topspin serve, expecting them to hit it out, but my action is different." And when I try the same action, it becomes too obvious. So do you have any tips here for Nishant on how to bury your serves? Yeah, I think the, the one thing to think about with that is often often players, when they try to do the topspin serve, think that topspin has to be this um, with the with the reverse. So, you know, so they're in this position and then to do it, the topspin, they do that, which is really obvious. Whereas the topspin happens by just coming up a little bit on the contact. So the backspin, you're going down. The topspin, you're coming up and hitting the, hitting the ball a little bit later in that swing. Um, this is something we discussed just recently, Jeff, when we were uh, refilming the reverse pendulum serve. And um, and your thought was that um, that a lot of people forget the fact that with these reverse pendulum and the pendulum serve that basically there's side spin on it. So there there is going to be the side spin on there and then it's just the variation of the side spin with a little bit of top spin or the side spin with the back spin. Jeff, do you want to elaborate yeah, on Yeah, exactly. Um, I kind of find it much easier to understand if I think I'm doing a side spin serve and then 
I'm doing a side spin serve with a little bit of back spin or I'm doing a side spin with a little bit of top spin. And that way I'm not completely changing the serve. I'm just, you know, changing it slightly, like coming to the side and underneath for the backspin and to the side and just up a little bit for the top spin. And I think if you start thinking of it as I'm doing a top spin serve or a backspin serve, to me, like you said, I think of coming right underneath or coming right over the top. So, yeah, so Nishant, try and think about doing just a side spin serve with a little bit of backspin and a side spin serve with a little bit of top spin. And that way you don't have to vary your action so much. Hopefully yeah. that's helpful. Yeah, that's that's good. And and so if the actual action is so the top spin you're just coming up a little bit. So the contact is up rather than down, rather than thinking of it as that's my top spin serve, which yeah, everyone can see really quickly and we'll just go kaboom. Exactly. And I think the same thing applies with the pendulum serve. I see a lot of people think they have to come right up on the top of it, but that does make it a bit more obvious and I mean that can still be an effective serve if your opponent doesn't like it or doesn't read it so it doesn't mean you can't do that but I I think when you're thinking of topspin serves for when you're talking about the pendulum or the reverse pendulum more think about a side spin serve with topspin or if you want to do the backspin think about a side spin serve with backspin so that that can be effective but like I said you know Mix it up. If you want to do just a plain straight backspin serve on the pendulum, that's also good, and you can mix that up with no spin. So just play around and, um, yeah, just keep working on your serve, Nishant. One thing that I do know for sure is that the top players keep practicing their serve all throughout their careers. It's something you can always work on and you can always improve. All right. Um, Victor e says, nice Swedish alloys, but he thinks you need to keep practicing a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll keep practicing. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Now, Abhinav says, I read that the top level international players are as fit as the top level soccer players. Is that true? I was also hearing an old interview of Timo Boll. He said that he trains for two to three hours a day playing and spends more time in the gym. Yeah, so so fitness is a whole lot of different um, aspects. So if you're trying to compare um, a table tennis player to a long-distance athlete, so definitely the long-distance athlete is going to have better endurance. Um, but I think the the important thing to, to understand about table tennis is that it utilises a whole uh, variety of your areas of fitness. You need strength, you need speed, you need your power to be able to move fast and to generate um, strong shots. You need endurance um, to, you know, often often the, the major tournaments last, you know, five or six days. So you need that endurance over five or six days to be able to keep coming up and playing as well. And I can't remember who it was, made another really good, I think it was Ilya, made a really good point on our um, on the question as well, that you need endurance to maintain your training. So, um, you know, for the for the better players to be able to train for four hours or six hours a day, you do need that endurance. And by by being able to um, to practice for that longer period of time, then you ha- can build up a better base of strokes and techniques, etc. So, so another really good point. And the other the other 
component of fitness, you know, flexibility. Definitely, you need flexibility to be able to uh, keep your keep your muscles right, um, but also, you know, to be able to stretch and to turn and and um, to to uh, um, generate more speed and more spin, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, so yeah, table tennis definitely you have to be extremely fit. Um, most players will do. Um, some component of strength and conditioning, whether it's in the gym, um, on the track, um, combination of all of those things as well. So, yeah, uh, to, to reach the very top in table tennis, like in any other sport, um, you have to be extremely fit. Yeah, certainly. And um, Table Tennis Daily recently did a podcast where they interviewed Patrick Franziska, one of the German national team members, uh, and that was really interesting podcast. So I'll put a link into the show notes. They talk about a lot of things, but they also talk about his training schedule where he trains two sessions a day plus some fitness work afterwards. And, you know, in the off season, they do more work to build up their endurance. Um, yeah, so that was a really interesting interview. So I'll put a link in the show notes to that. Check that one out. Talks a lot about fitness as well. So, yeah. All right. Um now, on that note, Victory has said, do you think table tennis players does bench press? <laughs> yep. Um, why not? You know, so in- increasing the, the speed or the power in your uh, lats and, and shoulders. Yep, they do. But yes. not like, but not like uh, you, Victory. Yes, exactly. He's... I've, se- I've seen pictures of you, Victory and Brocky. Like, you know, not like that. <laughs> All right, next up is a question from Austin who says, I'm currently playing with Mark 5 that I've been using for a few years. I've started to become confident in my strokes and I was wondering if there was a definite time when a player is consistent enough to be able to handle a better racket. Yes, so um, the, I think, you know, the, the exact time is often difficult to determine. Um the, the 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 things that I look for um, in players is are they doing a completely full stroke um, and getting the ball on consistent consistently almost too consistently. Um, so when you get into that stage where you're playing like a full stroke and you're really swinging hard at the ball um, and the ball's going on um, most of the time, then it's probably time to to change your setup just. Um, increase the speed of your rubber or your blade or whatever it is. So um, that's that's probably the one indicator for me. Um, once they've developed a really good um, control and consistency with the equipment that they're using at the time. Yeah, good question, Austin. Um, and as we say here, we're not really fussed on equipment too much um, because we believe that technique's most important. But, you know, if you feel you're ready, um, it doesn't hurt to try out a faster rubber, you know, and, um, yeah, see how it works for you. Yeah, you, I, yeah, yeah. I think I think in that situation, you know, try to borrow someone's racket that, that you know. Um, just have a bit of a hit with it, um, but not for one minute. Hit with it for 10 minutes or half an hour um, and just really start to see, okay, can I handle this? Is the ball flying off too fast? Um, and also just make sure you're practicing some pushing and just serving as well. So um, they're, they're the real things that um, are, are become more difficult when you use faster equipment. Can you serve the ball short? Can you push the ball back uh, with some touch? So, um, yeah, so 
and if you if you have got access to someone else's racket that you can just borrow for half an hour, um, it's much cheaper than going out and paying you know um, hundreds of dollars on a new racket and and then finding oh it's too fast. Yep, good advice and great question, Austin. All right, Alois, that wraps up a great show. I knew it was going to be with the planets aligning on this day in history in 1997. It had to be a great show. So thank you, everybody, for watching. Uh, make sure you check out pingskills.com. And thank you, Alois. Thanks, Jeffrey. And we will see you tomorrow morning, Wednesday morning. Bye. We will indeed. Bye, everyone.